Welcome, welcome, welcome to this next episode of Schmuck Boys. What's up, everybody? Long time no see. So we had a crazy weekend, guys. Um, First of all, I feel like a total high schooler. I learned what this bubble pop it thing is, and I am addicted. I can't stop using it. If you (laughs) know what it is, it's essentially bubble popping. It's that simple. It's like on a keychain. But I won't, I I cannot stop. So thanks to the high schoolers for putting me on. So yeah, um, to fill you all in, the three of us had an awesome weekend together. We went to the BBYO Connecticut Valley Regions Spring Convention. Um, We had a lot of fun. We recorded a live podcast in front of some amazing, amazing teen leaders and at some point you will get to hear the product of that live recording but we had a great time and I just think it's so crazy to think that you know we started this podcast for fun you know we just wanted to talk about dating we kind of wanted to take what we spoke about in our group chat into like a verbal situation and so that Mm -hmm. people can hear what we talk about and now we're talking in front of audiences of people I don't know about you guys but it really gave me chills to like hear from some of them how important being Jewish was to them and how important like you know dating Jewish was because they're all wise beyond their years we couldn't stop talking about like how there's something in their water like at this age like one like why were they cooler than I was in high school two (laughs) why are they better looking than I was in high school three why were they trendier But like, there were a lot of discrepancies within their dating, which is just so funny and fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. Like they use Snapchat before phone numbers when we think that's the most cringe thing ever. Yeah. Well, going back to what you said about how how Jewish is actually really important to them is interesting because I remember we did like a show of hands type thing with the audience. And when we asked if I felt pressured to date Jewish I don't think really anyone raised their hand, maybe a couple people, but when we asked if that was your personal preference anyways, we had a lot of hands go up. So it's kind of nice and like meaningful to see that like people are choosing that for themselves anyways, without feeling pressure about it. Yeah, no, that was like super inspiring. And like, I know we spoke about this last time that I went to a BBYO convention, you know, like as a partner, but, but, you know, I just really think that these teens are so impressive. Like just getting to know them over the weekend and talking to them about, you know, their Jewish identity is their lives in high school. Like it's crazy how mature they all are because mm-hmm. I definitely was not that mature when I was that age. Um, so really like props to these Jewish youth organizations for really inspiring these teens to be Jewish leaders. Like I am really excited for the next generation. And I know like that's crazy to say because I feel like, you know, you go on social media and, you know, you watch the news, watch TikTok, like people are constantly saying how awful this next generation is. But I, I was very like refreshed to meet some of these amazing kids and know that, you know, like Jewish people are in great hands. Mm-hmm. Everyone also just wanted to be there. Like I barely saw anyone that was just like breaking the rules or like not down to participate. Like I think this was this, their first full weekend 
in-person convention since before COVID. True, but still, I feel like they appreciated it more. Yeah. And I also just feel like I said to you guys, like, oh God, like grasping their attention. Like I saw a comedian with them before, you know, I was like, that's good. They're like the hardiest audience to engage because they're so advanced. But honestly, I feel like they gave us like the attention we deserved when we spoke, which was kind of special. Yeah, for sure. Like at some points, you know, I was like, oh God, here we go. Like trying to get a bunch of 16 year olds to listen to what we have to say. But I feel like by the end of our session, we were having, it wasn't even just like a podcast between the three of us. It just felt like we were having conversations with them. Mm-hmm. And then we ended up talking to a lot of them for the rest of the day. Like <laughs> we did not get any time off. Like it was awesome. We were talking to these teens. From- I don't remember going up to people who led things like that. Like no. I, I remember doing that. It was super impressive. Like they wanted to keep the conversations going with us. Yeah. Yeah, I would say, like, the relationships that we did see were really special. Like, they really care for each other, and they're young, you know? Yeah, like, they seem really supportive of each other, too, which was great. Yeah, and they had promposals that weekend. That's, like, like, uber cute. Like, that is mensch behavior. Like, I can't. Like, Marla was actually bugging. She was like, oh, my God. She was coloring in the letters with Maxine. Oh, yeah. I have no artistic abilities whatsoever, so I didn't want to ruin his proposal. The sweetest, the sweetest guy was telling us about how he was going to propose later in the convention. And Marlo and I were just like, how can we, like, what can we do? And he brought us, like, the signs with, like, P-R-O-M, like, question mark. And we were, like, helping color in the letters. Like, it just was so much fun. I loved it. Yeah, it was great. I feel like for me, since I was a part of that in high school, it was interesting to be back just because like I look around, I really hope those teens are like getting what out of it, what I got out of it, because it really did give me like B-Boyo is what it wasn't my entire high school career, but it was a huge part of it. It gave me so much confidence, like really built me as a leader, public speaker, like really just helped me in so many ways. So I just like it was so great to see these other teens having the same experience. And I just felt like, oh, I hope, you know, they feel the same way that I did back when I was in high school about BBYO. And I never did those things. Like you guys were involved in like NCSY, BBYO. Like, to be honest with you guys, I kind of had like, in my brain, I was like, oh, like that's cringe. But like, I love Jewish camp, you know? And I I just wasn't involved. And also I feel like in the city, it wasn't as like popping you know all right do we have um any other updates for the week any exciting things going on maybe someone is done with school hopefully for the rest of our lives our dear old friends maxine is gonna represent us in the courtroom Hopefully never, but if we do need it. Finished law school. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I finished classes. Uh, I, classes. I finished finals last year. Are you kidding? I want something low-key bad to me. <laughs> to me, just so I can see Maxine in the Maxine, actually, listen, when the time comes, like, you can... Like, I, knock on wood. Like, I don't really want something bad to happen to me, but, like, you know what I'm saying. Maybe you want to take your friend to work day. Well... We'll see how that works out. But um, yeah, my finals ended last week and I'm graduating this Friday, which 
honestly feels insane. Um, I actually got one of like a paper grade back today and I was like, oh, wow, like maybe I actually am going to pass this semester. Um, but yeah, graduation is Friday. Uh, Barrister's Ball, which is law prom, is Saturday night. So very hyped for that. Gonna, you know, relive the prom days, uh, maybe in a little less cringe of a manner. Um, but yeah, now I'm just trying to force myself to start bar prep. Um, didn't do anything today. I needed the day off, but soon the bar prep will begin. So that, you're that's moving. I am moving because yeah, I live in the dorms now, um, which I love. I love the dorms. I tell everyone this, that, you know, if you're going to go to school here, the housing is amazing. Um, but I am moving, um, staying in the area though, thankfully, because I really do love this community and this My Brooklyn gal. Yeah. So I'm excited to be in Brooklyn and stay in Brooklyn and be a Brooklyn person whatever that means well, we're very proud of you mm -hmm. you totally deserve it i'm going to see hamilton for my birthday with jack i'm really excited about it so fun so fun i have not been to a broadway show in over two years and the next week i'm going to see justin bieber live and i haven't seen him since my senior year of high school so cue the tears and the tissues. And if if I get to speak on our podcast. Post Bieber, uh, <laughs> I will be uh, a different person. That's all. Have I ever told you guys about my Hamilton story? What's your Hamilton story? So when I was in college, I was dating this guy. Um, we dated like, like nine-ish months, give or take. And... I just like by the end of it, I was just so done. Like he was a really sweet guy, but like, you know, it just wasn't working. And, you know, there was just really no true future there. Like Jewishly, we were very different. Um, and personality wise, also very different, but really sweet guy. Um, and I remember he somehow got Hamilton tickets, like free Hamilton tickets in like some sort of raffle. I don't know. But as you know, like those are pretty like pricey tickets, especially like pre-COVID, like back then at least also. I don't know if they are now. Not going to ask. But I know that a couple of years ago, they were like very expensive to get, very hard to get. And I remember he like texted me at like four o'clock in the afternoon one day being like, oh, like I got Hamilton tickets. Like, we're going like see you in the city in like two hours basically and at this point like you know it was winter break from school like I was going back to campus like the next week and as college relationships go in my head I already knew I was like okay the day I set foot on campus like we have to have the conversation and end this like I just like I needed out but like I needed to like be in person to have that conversation mm -hmm. and I remember I felt so guilty because I was like oh my god he wants to take me to like this expensive date like oh my god like they, he won the ticket somehow but it was just like mm -hmm. the like whatever right the, con the idea of it the idea of it and I felt so guilty I was like I cannot go with this sweet boy to Hamilton and then break up a week later. Like Maxine's mind was just exploding. And I remember I like 
ran downstairs to my parents. I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? They're like, does he have anyone else he can go with? I'm like, I don't know, like maybe a family member. They were like, all right, then you got to make like some sort of excuse. So I was like, I really don't feel well. Like I'm really like this, like that, whatever. I can't come. I'm so sorry. I know. And like, I really wanted to go, but like, could you imagine I like went on that like date with him and like to such an intense, like date especially when you're a college kid like Mm. I must have been like 20 years old 19 maybe like I think 20 like I was just like I just couldn't like ethically do that so I like had to make a reason why I couldn't go and he ended up going I think with his mom or something and had like a great time but I just felt so bad I was like I can't go on this expensive like amazing date with him and then break up with him a week later like no I'm not doing that I can't tell if Maxine's trying to tell me not to see Hamilton or not. I think you 100% should see Hamilton because you are very happy in your relationship. And Jack is a literal king and we all love Jack. Um, but I think you would have told me to do the same thing if you knew me really well. You knew me, but you didn't know me well at that time in my life because he's a great person, but it was not going to end well. So... I feel like I've had similar situations where I can't remember off the top of my head, but like a guy, like maybe he took me to like a really nice restaurant or like even, yeah, or to a show. And it was only after like a few dates, but I like felt bad after because I was like, oh, this guy just spent like a lot of money on me. And I'm about to tell him I don't want to see him again, which is so crazy that we feel that way. Cause it's not like we are, are asked for these things or like expect them of us. But if it, like they, you know, if a guy like offers to, or someone like offers to do things for you and like, you don't know at least yet that you want to like, you don't want to see them anymore. So you say yes. And then after you're like, oh no, this guy just got like, took me out to a really, really nice dinner and I don't want to see him again. <laughs> um, yeah. But I don't really have any updates on my end. Oh, Marla and Henry met over FaceTime. <laughs> yes. I finally met Maxine's why do I want to say boo thing? Marley met, met, Marley met Maxine's BF over FaceTime. Very nice guy. And guys like bonded over uh, bands. That was cool. Yes. He liked the t-shirt I was wearing. Poops. Yeah. Poops. Great. Band. It was exciting. Like because Mar- we were all in our hotel room. The three of us had a sleepover. Me, Libby, Marla. It was lit at BBYO, obviously. Um, and we were FaceTiming Henry and I was like, oh my God, perfect opportunity for you to meet Marla. <laughs> it was great. We love a virtual meet, soon to be real life. Yes, yeah. we just been so busy. I feel like between like my finals and life and Marla yeah. work, like, let me work. Like, job just- coaching again. Yeah, it's been, it's been a busy few months, but all is good. Honestly, hopefully it, Knock on wood, knock on wood, maybe in like five months, we could be having a triple date, but we'll see. Yes. So I haven't even gone on a double date with Maxine. I've been on a few double dates in my lifetime, but not not really. Double dates used to be bad luck for me. Whenever I made plans to have a double date, we'd end. So it's funny you should say that. Anyone in high school, like silly, silly stuff, but yeah. I mean, maybe not so funny that you're saying that, but in a former relationship of mine, I do recall we went on double date with a couple and they broke up the next day. Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
Wow. No, I felt so bad because like we went on this double, my, a former relationship that I was in, um, we went on this double date and the other couple, like the girl was one of my, is one of my best friends and the guy she was with, he must be some schmuck boy, honestly, if you think about it, because he acted like so into it on the date. Like you would have thought they were going to get engaged the next day. They weren't together that long, but like, they were like really, really like into it. And I'm pretty sure that like, we had that double date and I'm pretty sure the next day they went on a double date with another couple. And then like that night or like the next day, like that weekend they broke, he broke up with her. And I was like, so angry because this is like the sweetest girl and like Mm -hmm. this guy like clearly like just led on the situation like I don't know like personally like the way I saw it I was like if he kind of had this idea or feeling that like he was gonna end it and he told her he told her she said like how long did you know you wanted to end this and he was like the past week honestly so like he knew on those double dates that he was gonna end things like he honestly should have just like made some excuse. Like they were semi long distance. And like, he should have said like, you know, oh, maybe, you know, this weekend when we're seeing each other, like, let's just, you know, we haven't seen each other in a while. Let's keep it just the two of us. Like, let's yeah. not like go on these double dates. Mm-hmm. But, and like, I wouldn't have been offended, you know, like, oh yeah, you guys do stuff together. Like, fine. Like no worries at all. Mm-hmm. But he ends up ending things. And I was like, what? A- mm. Yeah. I mean, look, breakups are hard, but that's a whole nother conversation when you're the one doing the. Oh, and we'll get there, guys. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, get ready for a fun episode. We talked a little bit about double dates, which was a hint, hint to the episode that is occurring. Get ready for the fun double dating app called Foreplay. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this amazing episode of Schmuck Boys. We are so excited to have some awesome guests. We want to welcome Julie and Danielle, real-life best friends who got tired of the same old dating apps and co-founded the incredible Foreplay, a double dating app. Thank you both so much for being here. And we are going to get started how we always start our episodes with our relationship status of the week. So we asked our guests, what is your relationship status of the week? Um, are you in a relationship? Are you not? Are you, did you go on any fun dates this week? Anything fun that you can tell us um, that's currently going on in your life? I'm going to let Julie begin. Yeah. <laughs> she has some exciting. Mine's exciting not podcast appropriate. So. <laughs> um, I want to know. We can see. drop it out of My relationship. my relationship status of the week is still very much single um did have a great date this past week uh had a good second date with somebody and just just exploring my singlehood what about you danielle so pc (laughs) (laughs) he's not jewish by the way (laughs) but that's all we'll say i'm single as schmucks and I had a date this week and um, it, it wasn't a good one. That's where I, that's where I stand. So we, one of the, obviously we want to hear all about foreplay and the main thing, the first thing we want to know is like, how did this idea come to play? How did it come to fruition? How did it all start? So Julie and I met in college 
And um, after college, I was living in the city. I was a nurse. I think I was practicing at the time as a nurse practitioner. And Julie was in PA school. She was becoming a physician assistant. And she had a rotation in the city that was going to be six weeks at Mount Sinai or something that was right near me on the Upper East Side. I mean, no, it was not Mount Sinai. You're just making like, shit I've up just now. told this story so many times and I keep saying Mount Sinai. And this no, you've time literally never me. said Mount Sinai ever. I haven't. Nope. This you... is improv. You just go with it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So at Mount Sinai, apparently. So um, she was with me for six weeks and we decided just to do something crazy and make a double dating profile on one of my dating profiles on a very well-known, <clears throat> commonly used app. <laughs> So, so we created this double dating profile that was pictures of the two of us and the captions, like all of the answers to the prompts, like swipe right if, or like you should like swipe left if stuff like that, you should date me if we put, if you have a single friend and you want to go out with me and my single friend. Mm. So we only wanted to do double dates. We thought it would be so much fun while she was here for six weeks to just do that together. Go out, be single, have fun. And there was just the most incredible response. Like guys were obsessed with the idea. And Julie, maybe you could take it from there and how that transitioned into your family telling us to make a business. So gotta love a Jewish family, right? Everything has to be monetized. Oh, you gotta love like the no boundary. The no boundary is let me just weasel my way in here. It's a love-hate relationship. I would say I love it. um uh, so so the guys were the guys loved the idea they were telling us that we were changing the dating game that we were making it so much more fun and then one of them said that we should make it into an app and I made the mistake of sending my Jewish family screenshots of all of this and then it became like no no no, you need to make this into an app because if you don't somebody else will my brother like started a group text with me and Danielle Danielle was like get me the Get me out of your family. Get me the schmuck out of your family. Yeah, get me the schmuck. It was like, your family needs to leave me alone. I have like a really profane, I will, I speak in profanity most of my, most of the time. So So there will be a lot of schmucking around. It's a lot. It's a lot of like, um, I have to be conscious of what I'm saying here. But um, Danielle was like, leave me the schmuck out of your family's group chats. I'm not interested. Leave me alone. And then my brother was walking into... Um, her religious, Chabad. her religious brother. My religious brother in Israel was walking to Chabad from like. <laughs> Min- we had the same. Daven- <laughs> he was like going to Daven Mincha. Is that what you call it? Yeah. yeah. And he had this um, sacrilegious epiphany before he walked in, where he was like, "They should call it foreplay." It's provocative. It's perfect. It's a, a double entendre. And it's so the religious brother came up with the name. Yes, <laughs> I love so, that. So when Danielle came home from work that day, I was like, Ian nailed it. And we're going to call it foreplay. And Danielle was like, I'm in like, that's all you had to say is we're going to have an app called foreplay. Like, I'm not going to say no to that. (laughs) Um, And then we just went from there. Like we had a lot of like crazy energy about it. Danielle still was very resistant in the beginning. I was pretty much for the first year. How long has it been now? Two? It's been two, it's been two and a half years. For the first year, I was like, okay, this is like your thing that you guys dragged me into. And like, I'll be part of this, but I, I don't really want to do that much. And then, <laughs> like literally, she was like, I'm not really, going to do anything. But then I would get really upset and be like, you're doing everything. <laughs> you're not. And like, I'm a co-founder too. Um, but we eventually, we eventually got on the same page. We've reached an equilibrium now. And now it's like totally both of our babies. We have a shared brainchild. That is foreplay. 
That's amazing. That's great. And to be best friends and have a company together that you started, you know, and obviously family involved, like were there challenges within that? Were you nervous because of that at all? Yes. You came out of it stronger for sure. Like we obviously see that. Oh, well, we are like, we're like not an unhealthy relationship at this point. At this point, we're like, we're meshed into, we have like. They remind me of me and Shelly. Okay. They do. Wait, where did you go to college, by the way? Side note. Penn State. You went to Penn State. Marla and I went to college together, actually. You did? Yeah. Where did you guys go? We went to UMass. Do you oh, ask nice. nice? She has Zoom one there. We yeah. did go to the zoo, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely been listen, where we are now is we've like figured out how to manage the boundaries and the um holding space for both a partnership and also a friendship. We have learned how to separate the two. So we talk to one another on the phone and through iMessage when we're friends. And then we talk to each other on WhatsApp and call only WhatsApp calls and videos call video calls for um, foreplay. And we really try to separate the two. So like if we want to talk as friends, it does not got it, it doesn't get brought up within like a WhatsApp conversation. Like we'll be talking in WhatsApp and simultaneously talking in iMessage <laughs> at the same time about different things. I think that's really healthy, by the way. <laughs> like working with friends. It on scares me how healthy they are. Like it's so refreshing to hear like two girls start something together and then become like total business entrepreneurs and BFS. Like well, that's I think cool. I think that that also is why it works really well because we're not we're not business we weren't business people. We didn't come from the corporate world we weren't, we're not cutthroat people. Like we are best friends. We're healthcare providers. We like to have fun. We like to talk about really deep things. We get really into our mental and physical health and talk openly about that and really value our friendship and have from the beginning said that this will not be worth it if it ruins our friendship. And I would, and I would caution anybody who's going to go into business with their friends. And, and I would say like, you need to have a very open and honest conversation about it because it's really scary. Like we had, we had a conversation with our lawyer two weeks ago and he was like, come, he's writing this contract because we're doing our first fundraise for, for foreplay so we can bring on our first full-time employee um, for the technical oh part. God. Yeah. And he's calling us cause he wants to know like how tied in and I want to be to each other moving forward in, in the business. And I was like, I don't like this conversation. Like, this is like a really, like, it's like, if you guys hate each other, like, what do you want to do? Like and Danielle, Julie will be able to drag you down with her. if blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And we were like, this is a really depressing conversation. And he was like, well, you're, we're not writing it for the marriage. We're writing it for the divorce. Like you plan for the divorce, not for the marriage. And so then like a few days later, Danielle and I like had a little bit of a disagreement and we had to have the call on WhatsApp because we're like, well, this is our, this is the, a business decision. So like, what should we do business wise? But then as friends, we have another call like 20 minutes later and we're like, I love you. And I don't ever want to like hurt your feelings as a friend. So like, mm-hmm. but you have, it's, it's, it's tricky. You have to like, really it's uncharted uncharted waters for sure really like compartmentalize yes 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 and you need to not have an ego if you're going to go into work with your friend you have to not have an ego because i think that's why i think that's why friendships get ruined Mm -hmm. 
You guys make me like, I have chills. Stop. <gasps> Who has chills? Oh my God. That's so cute. I think we all do. At this point. <laughs> well, I don't know. Ever since I met you guys, I just like get this energy that's just like, I can't explain it. And I hope everyone listening like feels so that sweet. throughout this conversation. I think also it's hard. And like, if you guys know each other from college, you could probably attest to this. When you're with another person who knows you so well, who knows like your vulnerabilities and who you really are when you're like absolutely not perfect, you have such imposter syndrome like in front of them when you're public facing. Like it's like we're recording a podcast and like I'm thinking like she knows my vulnerabilities and she knows if I'm saying something that like I'm I'm not saying um like that I'm pretending to be confident, right? It's like this awkward thing where your best friend is right there, but they're also your business partner. So, and I'm sure that you guys have experienced that too. It's like this weird, it's like if you're on your own and you're in business, like for example, my sister is like, she's always like a boss at whatever company she goes to. And even though I know the side of her, that's like the ridiculous side and the side that has insecurities. When she gets on a phone call about work, like no one is around her watching her and she could pretend to be a bad bitch. <laughs> but it's it's an interesting dynamic when like the person that you know the best is there. 100%. Right. I mean like especially even in my industry like I'm in my last year of law school now and you know just being in law school I definitely have made so many close friends over the past 3 years that know me very very well. We went through like the craziest three years together where like we started as first year law students and then we're hit with a pandemic halfway through. And then we were just like, it was this crazy dynamic. We went through insanity together. And, you know, now it's like our last year of law school, people are putting themselves out there for jobs and you see people going on interviews and it's just so crazy. And like, I think everyone in law school at some point or another gets imposter syndrome. Like I have a thousand percent had it I still sometimes yes. have it a lot like how am I a 3L like graduating that's insanity but you know I've known these people for three years that we've been through such like crazy experiences together we know each other on like personal levels but then like seeing everyone go out on this professional level like I 100% agree is like this insane concept like they saw me it's go so through strange. a breakup they saw yeah. me go through like like not knowing how to like get through a certain exam. They saw me like all these crazy things. I saw them go through crazy things. Like I saw my friends in law school go through breakups and heartache and family problems. But then like, we're also in this professional industry together. And it's like such an crazy, such a crazy way to like compartmentalize everything. Totally, totally. Exactly what I was saying. Love that. So Let's talk more about the app. You know, we get the love for you guys is like, <laughs> like no other. But so why our codependency is radiating through the microphone? So <laughs> you told us like the arc of the story, but why do you think double dating works? Do you think it eases some of the pressure? Do you think it makes things easier to communicate? So it's like, let's take a step back and like throw out the word double dating for a second, even though technically that of course is what it is, right? Mm -hmm. But let's like throw out that term and just look at the raw materials. There are four single people hanging out, right? That's like all it is. It's four single people hanging out. Mm -hmm. The reason why that works is because that's the way that single people met one another for decades 
before the advent of dating apps. Like people used to go out with their single friends and meet other single people. And that was the way that you saw if you had chemistry with someone connected with them and like got their number and then went on a one-on-one date, right? So what happened when dating apps came out and what our generation as millennials was robbed of is dating apps kind of replaced the going up to one another in real life and like seeing if you hit it off. And Mm -hmm. it kind of socially engineered our generation to a point where now like guys our age don't know how to go up to girls and talk to them and nor do girls know how to go up to guys. Like, I don't know how to do it. I I, I don't know how to do it. And, (laughs) and so I feel like you do though. Oh, I don't. Danielle is like the most bubbly, outgoing, the most lovable person you'll ever meet. Correct. No offense, she like doesn't have I game. I don't know how to talk to Yeah, I don't know how to, oh, you just put that in my head I'm and sorry. I'm never going to forget that you said that. Okay, well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> but you like, know, Danielle is so bubbly, she's like never going to get married. No. <laughs> no, but you've been saying forever that like, I don't know how you, to don't talk know how to, you don't know how to talk to boys in a way that's, Normal. Not overly flirtatious. See, yeah. but that's the problem. They're boys, not men. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, there you go. Do you have game? No. <laughs> anyway, so let me get back on track. We'll we'll discuss my lack of game after. Um. <laughs> so so anyway, so before the advent of dating apps, like people were meeting in real life, and now what people are doing is they're going on one-on-one dates and they're like expecting to have chemistry with someone that they actually haven't met in real life before. So we are replacing, we, we know we're not going to bring back the era of people meeting in real life again. Like that's not the norm now. But what we can do is we can make a variation of it, which is getting four single people together using an app, right? And if there's chemistry on that, on that double date, then they can go out and they can see one-on-one if other people are interested in one another romantically. Yeah. I think, sure. I think foreplay is the solution to everything the foreplay. that's wrong with dating. The foreplay to the romantic date. Right. Mm. It is the foreplay to the romantic date, but I think it, it fixes everything that's wrong with dating because we're, we're not looking at it as um, an app that's designed to have an ex, a specific outcome right? Like you go on Hinge, it's because you're looking for your boyfriend or girlfriend or partner. Same thing with Bumble. You go on Tinder more or less because you're looking for a hookup, though some relationships do come out of it. And that's great. Um, so foreplay is not about giving you, it's not about a, a desired or expected outcome. We're just trying to create, and we are creating an environment again, where singles can network with one another, can get to know one another and go out with their single friend. So they are accomplishing being social because they're not giving up a night with their friend. They're accomplishing meeting other singles in a safer way because they're not doing it alone. And they're also going out with two other people where there might be a romantic outcome because they might be attracted to one of those two people in real life. And there might be chemistry in real life. But if there's not, you never were matched one-on-one with anybody because on foreplay, we specifically and, and intentionally made it so that Julie isn't matching with Mike and Danielle's matching with Matt. It's Julie and Danielle are saying, we'll go out with Matt and Mike. And Matt and Mike are saying, yeah, we'll go out with Julie and Danielle. And you'll just go out and you'll see what happens. And then, of course, we get the question, well, then what happens if two friends like the same guy or whatever? And that's fair and a legitimate point. But that also happens when you go out to the bar and you see someone that you think is cute. And so, so does your friend. And you you navigate it and you work it out. And also, like, that person should 
should have a say in who they're interested in, you know, um, there might be one of those two friends that they, they feel more of a connection with. So we've all had that experience, right? Yeah. So like you're with your friend and you're like, we both like him. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we certainly have and you and other, our other friends have in my, my other friends have also. So we're foreplay is a solution we believe because it's, it's more fun. It's more social, it's less awkward and it's a lot safer. I love so much of what you just said, because especially because I've heard, I've heard of the app before. I have friends that have used it. And so much of what you said, I didn't even like think about like the thought behind it, but it makes a lot of sense that the idea of how people like, you know, people do still meet in person nowadays, but not a, definitely not as much. Definitely people are a little bit more like socially awkward when it comes to like, just trying to, you know, hit on someone because we're so like social media app focused now and that's such a great concept that's not just about like a double date it's more just like putting people in person and with like with less pressure because you're not going right. in with the idea of like a, trying to because like regular dating apps you're like okay you go in with this like kind of like unspoken pressure where you're supposed to already like them but you don't really right. know so you like you have to like see if it's actually exactly. here but this is exactly. like different I really like the way you guys talked about it and at the end of that date at the end of that date where you're like you met on an app and you're and you're, re- and you're approaching the end of the day, it's like, okay, are we going to kiss? Or now do we, are we going right. to, do you have to say at this moment whether or not you want to see me again? Like, do we have to have that goodbye moment where you're like, you're still there. Oh, you guys are still here. Yeah. I thought you weren't. Do we have to have that goodbye <laughs> I know moment? you were waiting for the goodbye moment. <laughs> you're like showing us. Now you're showing us what the goodbye moment looks like. <laughs> I was like, okay, you're lead. <laughs> no, no, I thought this I thought your I thought your brain just like stopped for a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, the goodbye moment when it's like I had a really good time. Like we should do this again. Like okay, none of that is there when it when it's four by right. Like it's not. It's not. None of that is there. You don't have to worry about that at the end of the date. You're four single people hanging out. If you want to talk after, you can talk after, but when the date ends, like nobody has to feel like any pressure to meet expectations. It's also like, we can speak from experience because we've had, we have a decade of dating app experience between the two of us on other apps. And now we use foreplay ourselves. And we have, we've been out on dates where we go into it. And I went into one with Danielle thinking that the tall bald one was really cute. Cause that was more my type. <laughs> And I love a good shaved head. And then we're like halfway through the date. And I'm like, wait, the other guy is like, um, I like think he's amazing and would not have swiped right on him on another dating app. And then ended up, we ended up on a second foreplay date with them as and friends. The, and going into the date, we were like, do you like Brian? I mean, I kind of like him, but like, if you want, like you could, you could hit it off with him if you want. Like I could do that. Like I'll, I'll make Brad work. Okay. I really hope Brad and Brian never listen to this. Wait, and when you, when you, for example, you're on the app and you're like going to the number part, are you guys just like making a four group chat? Yes. Yes. That a, so yeah. is that, that's like the goal essentially. So when you, when you match with somebody, it's a group chat. So when you match with the team, it's, it's all four of you in a group chat talking. Mm-hmm. So there's no pairing off. So we went on our first date and it was very platonic. I went into the first date thinking that I was more attracted to one over the other. When I yeah. actually met them, the personality of the other one was like, so my personality and he's an amazing guy. And I really like have nothing but good things to say about him. We went out again, the four of us as another platonic foreplay date. 
But as we were out with them for five hours and it was our second time meeting them and you're having drinks and you're loosening up and it's not weird anymore because you've already been out with them before that. And so the second date, I ended up like making out with one of them and then ended up dating him for like three or four months afterwards. And it didn't work out, but it was Dan, everything that I needed to talk about, I could talk about it with Danielle and she got it because she met him already. She met him twice. And she, she was knows. like, and, and it's like, not like a weird thing. It's not like, there's like big pressure of like, he's meeting my friends this weekend. It's like, he already knows my like one good friend. Cause we met, we met him together. That's so smart. That's such a cool concept too. Like, it's not like you're coming back from a date and you have all your friends where, Oh, like, how was it? How was it? Like you already have a friend who knows. Right? Yes. Right. Yes. Right. For sure. Okay, so kind of on the same topic as like the switch, like the switcheroo thing, but this, I feel like that that story wasn't exactly a switcheroo. Like it was. So had there been switcheroos like on this date, like on the double dates you know of, where like and like any like fun stories surrounding that, like where someone thought like where like two girls thought they were gonna be with different guys or something. Yeah, I don't know any stories. I don't know any stories like that. I, I feel like the stories that we get tend to be more of the, um, well, my friend and one of them were really hitting it off. So me and the other one, like we were just like really good wingmen. Yeah. And, and, uh, but I don't know about any switcheroos. Well, we have, we've also heard people like say, I brought, like, we have another roommate. And so we asked if we could bring her. And then they said they have another roommate. So they brought him. Like, we've heard that before where people have made it like a three on three or a four on four. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that most people go into it. Don't forget that you don't match with an individual person. So it's your team matching one from another team. So I think right. most people go into it just being like, let's see, like, what happens? Like, we're meeting two single guys. Um, yeah. or two single whoever. Um, so I haven't heard anything like that. So interesting, the whole concept. Do you know if there are any successful relationships that came out of it? Julie and Brian? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but besides, well, besides for you guys, like to have people told you like we were dating a year, like when I work with Meet Jew, you know, they're already like two people married and they've yeah, that's crazy. Oh my God, I love that. I love that. I mean, people have definitely been like, oh, and I'm talking to him now. But yeah, but like I haven't, I, I don't know. We've never done like the follow-up of like, so what's that status? The only real success story that I know of is that we caught our developers <laughs> in a relationship. They they freelance for us and I we was introduced like, them. And like, we introduced them. Before. Yeah. And we were, I was like, what's going on here? Like, you guys are not being you guys are not being like um secretive enough. And they, then and, they were like they were like, yeah, we're, we're in a relationship. They answered a foreplay meeting, like a professional meeting. They answered it from the same account on zoom with the video off. And it was like, hello. Yeah. Like why, are you, like, why are you together? <laughs> like you're not fooling anybody here. Um, so they're a success story, which I'm really happy about. I'm really happy why? for them. <laughs> That's something. That's something. So that, that's a foreplay <laughs> success. And, um, yeah, we've definitely had, we definitely had people, um, DM us and which is also really cool. We like love that people that use our app actually reach out to us and we answer everybody. So mm-hmm. it's really fun. And I have said that they like have been talking to somebody now off of four, like from foreplay, they're speaking off of the app and they're going on like one-on-one dates now. So that's really, wow. cool. that's so, awesome. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. what do you think it's like being Jewish 
and on a dating app? Like what makes you different? Do you think it would be easier specifically going to Jewish dating? Like, how do you think that would work? Do you think it would be fun with like the mutual friend aspects? Like they're more likely to know someone or. I mean, I definitely feel that when it, so if we're talking about how Jews would do on foreplay, Mm -hmm. um, I definitely think that there is an opportunity for people of any religion who are more observant in their religion to succeed on foreplay. Um, I think because it takes the pressure off and because of the no expectation thing. So I feel like, um, like if you go on a, fr- and I also think because it introduces you to a larger network of people, which is what you're, what you're trying to do, right? right? If you're, right. A, if you're a religious Jew, like, and it doesn't work out with the person that you go on a date with, you don't, you don't really want to then not be able to date any of his friends because maybe, but you can't, cause you went on a date with him. You didn't like him. Now you can't date any of his friends. Right. But right. if you go on a foreplay date and you meet two Jewish guys, even if you don't hit it off romantically with either one of them, it won't be awkward for you to be like, yeah, to, for it's you more to, casual. right. It's more casual. Mm-hmm. So even if you don't hit it off with either one of them, it's, you could still hit them up like the next week and be like, what are you guys doing? Like, what are you guys doing for Shabbos? And like, you could right. still, you yeah. know what I mean? You could still go out with them and meet their friends. That's fun. Does foreplay have um, religious preferences the way that some other apps do? We don't have, we don't filter by race or religion. We don't allow for that. We just do by age and location. But we, um, we ask a lot of the questions on the onboarding process that people would probably want to know so they can make an informed decision if they want to swipe left or swipe right. So for example, we, we come across profiles where um, the guys have kosher down for like food preferences. Um, yeah, we include food preferences. So you can put kosher, vegan, mm-hmm. halal, right. all of that. Mm-hmm. So we don't, we don't, yeah, no, you can't, you can't do that on foreplay with, with religion. Although people ask us if we have that. I thought that could also make sense though, because obviously like you could have a Jewish dude that's friends with someone who's exactly. not Jewish. Exactly. And then like, you know, so honestly, I feel like actually, it makes a lot of sense in your specific like app. Type exactly. Because you'd be weeding out people that like you don't necessarily want to weed out like what you said because right. they might have a friend. It might be like only one of them. And also yeah. like diversity is beautiful. So like even if it's even if you're not meeting somebody romantically, you can you could be two friends that are going out with two other friends to, to make new friends. Right. Like we have a, yeah. we have a feature on the app where it says like, show us other people looking for friends. Mm. And so you can see on the profile if they're looking to date or looking for friends or both. And so mm-hmm. I think that it's a really, we're in a very unique uh, position. We have a really unique opportunity to break down barriers and dispel myths and stereotypes by allowing people to see that like, this white Orthodox man and this black Christian or Muslim man are best friends. And like, that's really cool. And if you're someone who like does care about their religious level, like I, like if like I do, like, I don't need a filter for it. Like I'm going to stop them. <laughs> I'm going to figure yeah, it out. Like, I don't need a filter for it. <laughs> like I'll fight like a, a girl who wants to know if he's Jewish will find out if he's Jewish. Let me tell you yeah. something. I went out with someone a few weeks ago. I go to Daniel's apartment. I'm like, 
by the way, I found out that I found out that blah, blah was actually engaged before because I told Kate about him and Kate looked him up and told me that he was engaged. And she was like, Oh honey, he was married. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, how do you know that? And she was like, I still don't get why you don't like stalk everybody before you go out with them. Like Danielle is no joke when she says that she stalks everybody. She stalks everybody. So do I. (laughs) Danielle, have you stalked? Did you stalk me? Definitely. <laughs> I saw that for you. Everyone. Like when I would go like before like a date, anything, like they get searched That's so funny. Facebook, Instagram, like anything. Danielle already knows their parents' names, like before the date. I literally know everything. <laughs> Wait, wanna you guys want to know the craziest story? So I actually stalked my therapist. Yes. And I know this story. Someone and someone told her. and and I had to and then she confronted me about it and was like so you are looking at my Facebook and um wait the craziest part is I know her too correct did you know her no she remember she I'm friends no, the dietitian, the dietitian you know oh the diet no 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 you know the dietitian tell us about the therapist though I want to hear about the therapist yeah yeah so so then she confronted me and she was like (laughs) Yeah, let me, we can talk about her after. Um, so the therapist, I like, I had made a joke in passing to someone else who she's also their therapist. And I had made a joke to that person about how like, oh my God, I love Melissa. Like I like had my friend send me screenshots of like her, my friend saw her Facebook and sent me screenshots. And that person, I guess, felt really uncomfortable and went back to the therapist and was like, Danielle like stalked her Facebook and like has screenshots so she confronted me about it and she was like so it's come to my attention (laughs) that you're like stalking me and honestly I just I didn't even try to cover up I just said to her listen Melissa (laughs) I said (laughs) I was like come on like of course I'm going to stalk you. I was like, I'm not going to sit here and deny that I did it. Is it embarrassing that you found out? Yeah. But like you, I was like, you wouldn't, <laughs> you wouldn't do that. Like we all stalk people. And she was like, she, she actually gave it to me. She was like, okay. She was like, you're right. She was like, and that's fine, but you can't be sharing it with someone else who's also my client. Cause it makes them feel uncomfortable. So that was fair. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That was fair. Wow. Needless to say, um, Melissa is still Danielle's therapist to this day. So, so, so she was fine with so it. So we were just fine. We were just That's amazing. Yeah. The stalking goes a long way though. Like before you get on the phone with anyone or meet anyone in person, like you want to know what you're getting yourself into. Like I, yeah, I don't totally. blame, I stalk my professors sometimes. Like yes. you can see them online. I stalk like, I don't know, before you have a job interview, you're going to look up the people interviewing you. Like, that's what LinkedIn Yeah, if you don't add people on LinkedIn before (laughs) your interview, you're doing something wrong. Uh Uh-huh, absolutely. Okay, so now going back, how do you think your dating experiences have been pre-app and post-app? Like... Pre-foreplay, I would have never been able to dream up going on double dates. Like, I I mean, we, we did have that, like, just epiphany that we could do that, but it had been years that we had been dating alone. So 
before foreplay, it, it, it's, it felt like such a, um, dreadful thing. And, um, all I can think of the word that I'm seeing in my head is like doom. Like, <laughs> not to be dramatic or anything. But. No, it's fine. We do talk about, we have talked on this podcast before about having low expectations. Yes. So I'm going yes. in with low expectations. Do you want to be pleasant? Low expectations. <laughs> it's so true true it's so true and I feel like before it was just so lonely like and and it still is obviously like it's not like I don't go on one-on-one dates anymore it's not like foreplay is an alternative it's 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 an no. addition but no it's not a replacement it's an alternative no it's not an alt it's not an alternative. it's alternative oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have it you have it on you know you have it on rotation like sometimes you want to wear the blue sweater sometimes you want to wear the red one right it's an alternative <laughs> Do you guys do one more than the other now, or do you think no? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. I'll say my dating. Okay, so my dating before, I don't, I don't have a good answer for you with that. I think it's probably pretty equal. I think still dating one on one, and then foreplay is like it's when you're just like looking to actually have fun, right? Yeah, There's no. Like- <laughs> but for our, but for us personally, I think that we, I think that it's an equal split of we do foreplay dates and personal. Uh, and for me, and it one-on-one. is. For me, it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, for me, dating pre and post foreplay pre-foreplay I just would go on dates um from the other dating apps and I was like okay whatever like it's 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 a job right if you're looking for a partner it's kind of a job you're going to interview a lot of candidates the same way you do you know in in corporate America or whatever until you find like until you find a candidate that you like enough um so I looked at it as like a job it's like I have you have to kiss a lot of frogs before you're gonna find your prince and it was exhausting. It was really, really exhausting, but I just did it because that's what you do. Then foreplay came along and we went on foreplay dates and they were a lot more fun. And the date that I actually went into, going into the date with the guy that I ended up seeing for a few months after, in the Uber down to that date, I said to Danielle, I was like, I just want to enjoy being single. Like, you know, there's all this societal pressure because you're a woman and you have a biological clock and whatnot, but I'm allowed to enjoy being single. Like I'm allowed to do it and I should do that. And I'm just going to have fun. And we went into that date and we had so much fun. It was seven hours. The bar kicked us out. And then we left the date being like, that was amazing. And we're going to do it again with them. And now I go on, I, I have like, you know, everything's on shuffle. So sometimes I'll go on a one-on-one date, sometimes I go on foreplay. And what I'm finding is the one-on-one dates have definitely more of a serious undertone. It's, mm. the, it's a crapshoot. I'm either going to have a good time and feel a connection or I'm not. And I have to like feel awkward being like, okay, like let's get the check. Um, yeah. But putting foreplay into the mix empowered me to feel like I'm allowed to enjoy being single. I'm allowed to enjoy it. And what comes of it comes of it, but there's no pressure. And that for me is a big thing. I really, really like appreciate that about foreplay. Amen. That's incredible. Amen. And so what about, uh, what about, <laughs> what about double dating in general? Um, like in a relationship, like, would you say it's important just think advice wise from, from your experience, would you say it's important to like judge who you're asking as a couple onto a double date? Like, how would you, how would you figure that out? And just, you know, what's it like in a relationship versus first date? I don't know if I totally understand the question, but if you mean like, 
Like, I think that all couples should double date. Mm -hmm. Like, not only single people. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. And like, do you think you should be more particular about who you ask on a double date when you are in a relationship? Yeah, Yeah, I do. Because you have to, you have to consider your partner and if they like that person and that person's partner. And I've seen it happen where people that were really close as singles, Mm -hmm. they become close with somebody else as a couple. Mm-hmm. because the couples just get along better. Yeah. And I think it's okay to not get along with a couple as a couple and not try to fit a square peg into a round hole. Like, I do think that there are relationships where the women are going to be friends and their partners are not going to be, or their partners are going to be friends and the partners, they just don't, they don't vibe. And like, that's okay. And you shouldn't go on a double date with those people then. Like, and that's fine. Like you, you're not always going to have the same interests in other people, right? That's okay. Because I think it is actually harder to have a successful double date being in a relationship than almost as a first date. I could totally see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but with that said, I think with, er- with early relationships, like if you're just dating someone, it's brand new. I think a double date is a great idea and can actually really um, enhance those like initial stages where you're breaking, you're, you're breaking out into like the next zone. Now you understand one another one-on-one. Now you're moving into who are you in the context of the world and you're seeing them around their friends or they're seeing you around your friends. Right. Thanks for sharing. That is true. Any, any thoughts on that? Oh, I totally agree. Totally agree with you. We do have a few more questions for you. So do you think that ghosting is a more recent phenomenon? And what do you think about ghosting in general? And, you know, what happens in the context of your app, but just, you know, in the general world? I hate ghosting. <laughs> I, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in, in grow a pair and... Me too. And send yes. a text. Like, it's disgusting. Yes. I don't think, like, okay, I don't think it's a new phenomenon in that people have always decided to like not talk after a date. I think that that happened 20 years ago where people just said, I don't really want to talk to them again. I think the difference is that in this day and age, you have the ability to talk to them. So back Mm -hmm. then you may have like not even had each other's numbers. Like it was a, it was like a blind date and someone was like, you guys should meet. And you were meeting at a bar at six o'clock. You didn't even know the person's number. So if you didn't talk to them after it was like acceptable because they were just like another person floating in space somewhere else. Um, now people have to process things. What you say? People have to process things. How long are you processing for? <laughs> what, like control, alt, delete, shut down, reboot. Like how long are we processing for? But, um, <laughs> I mean, look, I think I, I get it, right? Because I, I hate conflict and I hate... I hate hurting people's feelings and I don't like that. So I don't like having to end things or send the text of, you know, I actually don't want to go out again, but thank you. But that's just a part of life and a part of being an adult and a respectable human being is to confront those issues head on. So if you're not interested in somebody, you don't like them, it wasn't there for you romantically, whatever the case may be, like there's just no reason to ghost. It's easy enough to send, to take 30 seconds to craft a text message to, and that's or it. Or to copy and paste one, right? Like you could just have one. Yeah, or or send a voice note, which I did once. <gasps> Ooh. 
I will say I, not to my, not to my own horn. I always send a rejection text. Always. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And when I was, when I was in Israel, so I was there for six weeks, I did a little bit of dating there. I went on a couple of dates with this guy. Literally, I think it was two dates. And I, and he, it was like, it's one of those weird things. Cause sometimes when you're dating with Israel in Israel, because you're Jewish, it's like, it can be, it can be serious and it's okay for it to be serious depending on the, like, the guy. But then sometimes you're like, okay, this isn't really a serious thing. Cause I'm, cause I was just visiting, but I was like, I was open to maybe meeting someone in a more serious way if it was the right person. But this guy was just like, it was like literally one date and he was like, clearly very infatuated with me, which is flattering. But I was like, you don't know me. This is too much. Yeah. Like, yes, I'm open to something serious, but you don't know me and you're acting like I am your person. Right. It's too much. We're clearly not on the same page. Right. And I felt like that I couldn't communicate my tone over text that well. And I was didn't I knew it was gonna go very much blindside him. So I was like, if I send a voice note, it hopefully like it'll soften the blow I love a bit. That. And I literally sent him a voice note rejection. Wait, that's very amazing. <laughs> you know what I love about that? You don't have to actually hear the other person on the other one. One, one. one episode we're going to have more play it. <laughs> we're waiting for the day to come. <laughs> he's not, he's not going to listen to this. He literally unfollowed me on Instagram the second I sent that message. I was like, all right. Like, I'm only someone that will still follow someone after unless it was like a bad ending. I don't really care. But he literally couldn't have unfollowed me. Her. Wow. What is feeling? Wow. Yeah. But I really, really like that. I want to do that. I, I like that, that I can send you guys the voice notes so you, so you can hear it. You want the script. Use Marla's template for practice. Yeah, seriously. I have, I have, I have multiple templates. Love Marla's that. the queen of this, I must say. Like, meanwhile, like, all my DMs are filled with Libby, like, who's your friend? And I'm, like, cuffed. And they're, like, God damn it, Libby, please send me up. <laughs> and I'm, like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh man it happened today literally today <laughs> <laughs> it happens at least once a week um listen some of my fault i got baddies who are all cuffs i'm sorry man. right hello <laughs> your fault sorry man um but perfect when you guys meet people out how soon into a conversation do you try to figure out if they're jewish and how do you ask a meet immediately for me immediately are you jewish no i just i'm trying context clues yeah context Context clues clues. and and sometimes i'm just like my sister and i were talking about this the other day actually sometimes you just you literally just know and we were we were saying like how is it even if somebody were stripped down like just wearing a towel you could still tell like, cause we were trying to figure out what is it? Is it their clothing? Is it their, the way they, their, what is it? And, and I was like, I'm terrible at this. It's not, you're terrible at it. I'm really good at it. I could spot yeah, a dude from a mile away. A judar. <gasps> I have amazing judar. And there's something about the way a Jew, like just it, either like grooms themselves or like, ha- like their <laughs> facial appearances. Like you just, you just know. Like, and I was like, pull down your pants and let me see if you were turning <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah i tried figuring it out right away i feel i was at a bar once this guy comes up to me he's like introducing himself and like oh like i'm marla he's oh, like i'm christian like his name and i was just like oh no i was like how do i get out of this conversation like there's no jew named christian immediately like, no immediately like no. i don't want to be rude like the guy's wearing a cross necklace i'm like i don't want to be rude and be like 
hey, you're a nice guy, but like this is never gonna go anywhere. I don't even want to sleep with you. But like you so you kind of have to like talk to them a little bit and then try to like pivot because you're like, it's not happening. I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to be mean, but I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste my, my time. Like, this isn't going anywhere. Okay, so I'm guessing that you are only interested in dating Jewish men from that conversation. <laughs> yeah. I'm yes. on your page. Julie's more open-minded. Yeah. Have you ever have you ever dated a non-Jew? Seriously? Like, like, <laughs> no, like, no, 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 not like really, no, not, not, even, like, ever, not like even like a serious way. Like, have you ever like been on? I've hooked, I've, hooked up, I've, hooked, I've hooked up with non Jews. I had like guys that I were like my hookup buddies in college that weren't Jewish, but in my mind, like, I'm like, I'm so set on dating someone Jewish. And I'm like, I, I would joke around with them. I was like, I'm never gonna have feelings for you, and this is great because it doesn't matter like how cute I think you are, how much fun we have. Like, I'm literally like never gonna have feelings for you because you're not Jewish. And was that instilled in you as a as a kid? Like, you have to marry Jewish, or it's just something that it, it, it wasn't a have to. It was just I grew up in a very like I grew up in conservative Judaism, like very proud like, Jewish household, and it was never like you have to marry Jewish. My parents were never like you have to, we want to. It was just like that was like you know my grandparents like like they're both Jewish had had Jewish it just like that's what I was surrounded right, with right. and it's such a big part of my identity if you can't tell from literally the giant giant <laughs> fucking star. star David I just bought in Israel last month like it it just so it's such a part of my personality like I have plenty of Jewish friends but I'm still the Jewish friend that like it's not a have to it's a it's a, it's a desire to want to mm-hmm. and maxine i'm guessing you're the same i was indoctrinated um but i'm happy i'm happy about it i'm not complaining i i specifically remember growing up just being told like you're gonna marry a jew um to the point that whenever i would like and like i have tons of non-jewish friends now of course but like you know growing up i went to jewish high school jewish middle school like my whole world was really Jewish. Um, my parents right. tried to expose me to as much as they could, like outside of the bubble. But, you know, I even just remember like growing up, like I was a lifeguard and I was the only Jew. And my parents would make jokes. My mom specifically would be like, be careful. Be, and that was, you know, you're like 16, 17. Like that's when like things start. And that's when they were like, like hormones are you raging. Know, be careful. And I remember I had like, um, like some, one of like someone I knew, like a family friend was like, also like, Oh, like be your lifeguard. They're like, you know, they're just as easy to fall in love with as Jewish guys are. And I'm just like, are they not like, I don't know. Cause like for me with this indoctrin indoctrination, yes, I'm quoting my hands. I'm happy about it though. Like, I mean, I was put in Jewish school, Jewish camp. I personally, like I relate better to Jewish people, like in a dating sense, like my friends can be of any background. And I'm very happy to say a lot of my friends are of different backgrounds, but when it comes to, you know, seriously dating, like Marla was saying, like, you know, anything like talking conversations, having those similar backgrounds, upbringings, like I need a common ground with a person. Like that's right. Well, you were just saying before with your boyfriend now that it was very comfortable yeah, because with your family, with your family and everything. It was like, Libby, what about you? Um, I was always attracted to the idea of being able to way down the line, like celebrate like holidays and like not have to explain that aspect because I mean, I think we can all agree here. We all had fun in college, but again, that was mm-hmm. fun. So we all moved past that from a certain point. And I think I always knew like when down the line and looking for something serious, like that's where I want to go. And I've spoken about this before when I met 
Jack or even like before, I never expected anyone to like have my exact views on like everything or how I live my life. So it was like, oh, like I keep kosher in this sense, like saying me too. Oh, I celebrate this holiday. Me too. You know? Um, and he, and I always kind of wanted someone too, that was like a little more knowing of things than I was because I mm-hmm. want to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've talked about this also, like being with someone who's like, oh, you don't know enough or you're not Jewish enough. No, like I want right. to grow. I want to be with someone that knows more than I do. And I, I feel like I am in that situation right now. And I'm definitely learning about myself a lot more and just like growing with my Jewish identity, with everything I'm doing and like in a Jewish relationship. I just feel like it's like special. You can't really like explain it, but like yeah. it just like works, really nice. you know? Yeah, that's really nice. That's really nice. Yeah. I definitely was also indoctrinated. <laughs> um, and, um, I think between the three kids, I love it. between the three kids, it stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And then the other two like got a little rebellious. Um, but for me, it's not like, I actually, I actually have no problem dating someone who's not Jewish. Mm-hmm. I just, I just don't usually fall for them right. because mm-hmm. of the fact that there's, um, like there's because there's something that's not in common but but if I I I, if I did fall for someone who wasn't Jewish um that would be hard for my family but it would like it would be okay with me if I was like madly in love with them I just have a really really hard time believing that I would get to that point with the lack of that common ground but that's the other thing I never wanted to change someone's views that they've already had yeah also like in the in the rules of conversion you know you're supposed to convert on your own I never wanted someone to like change their ideals because of me I wanted someone to have pre-established views that like I could learn and grow from yeah I think also you know, cause, cause when I was out last week, the guy as a, you know, he was being serious, but kidding when he was like, Jews have such a thing about like, needing to like marry Jews. Yeah. And I was, when you think about it, it's because for as long as we can remember, people have been trying to get rid of us. Right. So, exactly. so I think that, you know, it might come off like we're quote unquote close-minded or judgmental, but I think that when you come from a religion, some people call it a race that has been oppressed and viewed as different and we don't want them around anymore. Like you can understand why there's a Jewish pride and wanting to marry within your religion because you want to continue those traditions and continue that, uh, upbringing for, for future generations, because for so long they've been trying to, people have been trying to stop it. So it makes sense. Love that. So we're going to play two games with you guys. The first being cute or cringe. And so it's just going to be like mm. fast paced, like rapid fire. What you think? Okay. Yeah. It's not going to be a lot of nuance, but like, yeah. Okay. Roll with the punches. You guys are good at this stuff. Okay. So cute or cringe. The check arrives on the first day and he doesn't pull out his wallet in a substantial amount of time. Cringe. Cringe. Yep. <laughs> okay. Cringe. He talks about himself for most of the date. Cringe. cringe. Accurate. Okay. He shows up late, but he apologizes. Fine. Cute. Is it cute or cringe? What are the words? And not cringe. It, it happens. <laughs> it's cute. Cute. It's cute or Make cringe? It cute. It's cute. Yes. Okay. Fine. Cute. <laughs> he double texts when you don't answer. Cringe. Cute. 
That's okay. We disagree, by the way. The three of us always disagree. Um, I think this goes back to like, if I'm into him, it's cute. And if I'm on the fence about him, it's crazy. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Okay. He, uh, He orders your food for you on a date. I gotta go with the cringe for the first time. But then like, when we're in a relationship, like, you better. You better. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. First few dates, I'm like, I'm like, no, I'm independent. Let me order for myself. Like, I, I was, I would say cringe for sure. I don't know. I don't, I'm indifferent on that one. But if you had to pick. You like it. You've had guys do it. And, and like uh, it. Cute, I guess. <laughs> cringe, <laughs> That's a new answer. Cringe. Uh, cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay he brings up his ex on the first date but like cringe it doesn't matter cringe. what the context is it's always cringe, cringe. no cringe. no no unless i ask if i ask which i which i like to <laughs> and i like to get like I love the tea <laughs> i love the tea if it's in a tea kind of way great if it starts to get into like a we're in a we're in a session it, it, we're in a therapy session it's it's yeah. cringe. it's crazy melissa it's, would it's never melissa wouldn't wouldn't uh, approve yeah i hope melissa listens to this episode <laughs> she's not jewish so she won't she'll never hear about it <laughs> okay and finally he asks you to make the reservation fine first date sure <laughs> cringe fine fine cringe <laughs> Amazing. Okay. And now our second game that we have prepared specially for you two. Is he hot or is he just Jewish? <laughs> Jewish celebrity edition. Love it. Love it. Rapid fire. Let's do it. Is Timothy Chalamet on the list? He's number one. Let's go. Tim- Timothy Chalamet, number one. Schmucking hot. Who is it? <laughs> she just looks at me and she goes, Who is Timothy Chalamet? <laughs> I'm not good with pop culture. Okay, Chalamet. Who is it? He's he's a celebrity. And what? Who call me by your name? I never saw him in anything. I just know him. He's in Dune. He was in Dune, Call Me By Your Name. He was the um boy in the movie Steve Carell when Steve Carell has a son who um has a substance abuse so um pretending Jacob def- no oh. but something like that Bye. Yeah. I'm gonna look him up on Google to be honest he doesn't even mark me as someone who's Jewish but also I don't really think he's like so hot so like I'm in a weird middle ground oh no he's not he's not my type. Really cute <laughs> what I think he's I think he's I think it's just that yeah he's Jewish. Just like, I don't think he's hot just that he's doing okay that well then you guys haven't seen him. you have to actually see him act and then you'll change your mind andrew garfield god she doesn't know andrew garfield. i'm literally googling hi. everybody hi, hi. Andrew. he reminds me of my ex-boyfriend he's just jewish to me <laughs> all right okay sasha baron cohen hot hot jewish. just jewish hot daniel radcliffe He's just Jewish. Jewish. He's Jewish? Mm-hmm. Just yeah. Jewish. Yeah. I think he's half. Yeah, I think just Jewish also. Just Jewish. All right, Andy Samberg. That's hard. I know. I think he's hot. Larry David. <laughs> <laughs> Larry David, I would say he's hot. Andy Samberg, I would say Jewish. 
disguise. <laughs> Julie's so cute. She's Googling everyone. <laughs> Okay, next. All right, next. Ezra Koenig. Who is that? Am I supposed to know who that is, Marlo? I don't know who that is either. Oh, I guess it's really niche. Wait, I do know Ezra Koenig. Who is that? Uh, no, he's the, lead of, he's the lead singer of Vampire Weekend. He's dating. Um, um, yeah, I know him. Uh, oh my god, what's her name? He, um, Rashida Jones. Yeah, he's. Um, She's and, hot. And Rashida's, and she's half, and Rashida's half Jewish. Um, Rashida's the best looking person that you've named hot, so far. Hot. Okay. Hot. Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Hot. Hot. I'm sorry. He hot. can't be hot, hot because Jewish. I just think about him in the B movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, movie. Okay. <laughs> All right. And last but not least, Zach Efron. <laughs> Hot, unbelievable. Oh, Mom to mama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where was Adam Brody? Okay, there was a lot of people I had options, but also had to keep it short. It's already so long. <laughs> yeah, we. Yeah, next time. And Greenberg, Matt Greenberg. Okay. Anyways, this has been awesome. And to close every episode, we ask our guests in a very quick definition: What is a schmuck boy to you? A schmuck boy is a boy who is in a fraternity in an AE pie and and but he's grown up now. He's grown up, but he had some fun in college. He ghosted a lot. Fully agree. Fully agree. Yeah, I would, I'm gonna just I'm gonna piggyback right on that one. He he definitely ghosts and he's gross. And his frat may have been kicked off campus. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, is there anything else that you want to add? And where can our listeners find you on social media? We are at try foreplay try underscore foreplay on tiktok at try foreplay on twitter and we are foreplay social on instagram f-o-u-r-p-l-a-y amazing amazing and we're in the thank you so much for having us on this yes, is so fun you. Being with us. we love you girl we love you guys we love you <laughs> so much stuff because <laughs> you're just a smug Boy, cause you're just a smart boy. You're just a smart.